everyone. Welcome back to Know Your Passion podcast. My name is Ada. And my name is Keisha. And today is part one on our two-part series on boundaries. So Keisha, how has your week been so far? So this week was a busy one, but a very fruitful one, I would say. I am in a new role and I just um, hit one month with my um, new organization. I actually love it. Um, awesome. Still learning curve, but um, it's, it's been really good. It was, and I got to celebrate my friend this weekend, um, this Friday. So it, it's been good overall. Stressful, but good. What about yours? Awesome. How's your Congrats. week been? So my week, I had a, a tough week um, for sure. I think it's crazy that we're going to be talking about boundaries this week because I literally lived it um, last week in all aspects of my life. Um, setting boundaries, even though I know a lot about them and I had them, it's, it gets harder when things get more challenging. So I think it's so crazy. I don't, it's all, I always say everything is, you know, connected in some way that we're going to be talking about this and that I had to implement them in my life this week. So a lot, actually a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And Hey, sometimes you have to reset those boundaries, remind people of your boundaries because people forget. So Um, I definitely, um, feel you. I've been in a season with a new role where, you know, people don't know me. And so I have to kind of let them know how my boundaries are without coming off as like pushy, um, or like, oh, you're not trying because, you know, it's important. And we'll talk about this later in, in our second part series, but you know, it's hard to set boundaries when there's no relationship there. Right. And so it's really important to bond first in order to feel comfortable enough to set those boundaries. So, Um, I hope that this week is better for the both of us when it comes to setting boundaries. And I hope that for our new listeners that you really take some um, good pointers from this conversation. Uh, If it's your first time here, thank you so much for joining. I really hope you enjoy it. You know, we are mamas. We are working women. We are, um, you know, friends, sisters, you know, um, daughters. And we're just talking about real things because, you know, we realize that the more you know yourself, the more you set boundaries, the more you do things that you love, um, you know, the happier that you will be at the end. And so thank you for for listening. And for those who have been listening, thank you for coming back and and continuing to support us. It truly means the world to us. So let's get started on the topic of boundaries. So um, Ada, tell me, um, what are boundaries you or what's the definition of boundaries so for me boundaries I look at them like rules right like setting ground rules and a rule sometimes sounds like like oh my gosh I have to follow rules so it has a kind of like a negative thing to it but it's not in a way like you just it's good to know what you can and can't do and boundaries are like your own like personal rules like what you're what you're okay with and what you're not Right. Right. Um, And for the purpose of um, these next two episodes, we want to reference the book that honestly helped us in our setting boundaries journey. And it's called Boundaries. Um, Over two million copies have been sold. um, And it is by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. It's an amazing book. Honestly, they have all types of boundary books. This is just like the, I guess the, the, one that sets the standard for the other books. Uh, But I've heard nothing but great things about the other books. But this one, for those who are trying to know what their boundaries are, 
and want to learn how to set them, this is definitely the book for you. And we're going to be referencing the book a lot in our conversation. So um, for what boundaries, I think that the way that um, the doctors explain it, I think it's so beautiful. So I'm going to share it. So they say, boundaries define us. They define what is me and what is not me. A boundary shows me where I end and where someone else begins leading me to a sense of ownership. So um, they do a beautiful job at at giving us like a visual example of that um, through, you know, uh, letting us know that boundaries are like fences, right? And so, you know, you have to have fences around your home, you know, and if there's no fence, then anyone could kind of come in your yard, right? And, 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 and sorry, I just went into like, dogs in my yard and dressy crazy like they don't pick up their ball but anyways but you know what yes so so boundaries is, when you don't have boundaries people may poop on your yard okay yeah so. no and you made a good point like if it doesn't have like even in houses right like the sidewalk everybody knows I learned that one about the house and I'm like but no like even after the sidewalk like don't park it I had a huge issue with people parking in front of my house But, you know, I've gotten used to like that can happen because it's not technically your property after a certain point, but it's like you need to have those that those boundaries. So that way your neighbors know, like, it's not okay for you to cross over and come into my like front porch. You know, that's my that's my property. So it's like the same thing, like as humans, like we need we need to have that because it lets the other person know what you're okay with and what you're not okay with, you know? Exactly, exactly. And Something I do want to preface and I, I want you guys to know, because I feel like some people are afraid of boundaries. I know that I was afraid of boundaries at some point, And I think I confused boundaries, but building walls up. Boundaries are not meant to keep people out. Boundaries are meant to let you know this is where you begin and this is where I end. And so um, it's really important for you guys to realize that because you know, we need community, we need people. And, you know, when, Mm -hmm. if you grew up in a place where boundaries weren't respected or boundaries weren't even discussed, it may be hard for you, right? You may have grown up to be a people pleaser, um, to feel that if you are, you know, you set boundaries, you're a bad person or, you know, things like that. No, like boundaries are set to keep the good in and the bad out. Um, and they talk a lot about that in the book and, you know, they give us example of boundaries like our skin, right? Um, it keeps, you know, the germs out, right? Um, our words, you know, what we say, you know, the way we feel saying no, the power of a no, that is a boundary, you know, um, our words define, you know, who we are and, and our feelings and our intentions and our dislikes. And so part of having boundaries is learning how to communicate those boundaries in a way that is loving um, and that doesn't push people away, you know? No, and if you think about it, it's like you, when you're, you have a relationship with someone, whether, you know, it's a, a spouse, wife relationship, you know, relationship or a friendship, you want to get to know the other person, right? You want to be able, you don't want to make people feel uncomfortable or, or, or cross, you know, that line with someone, right? And you don't know if you don't know anything about them. So if you think of boundaries in that way of, this is just another way to get to know someone better. Not that it's negative in any way, right? Um, then it helps you keep that healthy f- 
friendship. Keep that healthy relationship between you and your spouse or you and your, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, or even friends. It's just going to help, help make it better. Right. And then it's going to help you stay in your lane. Right. Cause like, it's like, for example, let's say that I have a friend and I have many of these friends that are introverted. They don't like to go out as much as I do. And I know that about them. You know, it's not that they don't want to hang out with me and they don't want to spend time with me. It's just that they don't like being in big settings. So that's not, that's a way of letting me know like, okay, so when we go to hang out, you know, I like to do these things too, but maybe we should do something where it's in between kind of like a compromise. And then it's okay. Instead of just saying, no, we're going to go here and expecting the person to want to go there and kind of pushing for the person to go there. Does that make sense? Keisha? Like, am I explaining that? Like, yeah, it helps you, it helps you get to know the person and it helps you makes everybody feel good, you know, because we're all respecting that about each other. Exactly. And I, and, and I love that because, you know, um, I actually went out, um, this past uh, Friday and I realized like, okay, I have some introverted friends. Like, <laughs> I have people who rather like hang out at home, that they feel more comfortable hanging out at home and staying late in a home than maybe in downtown. Right. And that, that was a lesson for me. And, and that's something that the book talks about. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's, that's so true. And we know this, but I think that sometimes yeah. we have to read it to kind of be reminded of this. But they say that, you know, other people also, you know, setting boundaries and keeping us accountable to those boundaries also help us when we need like new input and teaching, you know, and mm-hmm. kind of like letting us know um, this is what I'm comfortable with and this is what I'm not. Now, mind you, you can't use a boundary as a clutch as well for not being uncomfortable. We grow in the uncomfortable. But I think it's important to recognize, like, if it's making you uneasy, then that is your, literally your body telling you, like, your boundaries are being crossed. Mm -hmm. Your boundaries are not being respected and and be okay with that. For me personally, I am, I was, I say I'm an ambivert, but I feel like most people say, no, you're an extrovert. No, I'm an ambivert. And for me, um, like I need time to unwind. Um, and so my family knows if I have had a week of a lot of presenting, a lot of just like kind of like the emotional, um, um, emotional heavy week that I am going to need naps in the weekend. And I'm going to need my time when I get home to kind of decompress. And that's my boundary. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's something I struggled with in the past because like, A lot of moms feel like that's a selfish thing, which, yes, we're going to talk about a little bit later, Um, but it's not, you know, I can't be my best version if I'm depleted, you know, and so I think that's what boundaries are important, at least for my life. I feel like I know when my boundaries are not being respected or when I haven't established healthy ones with the new relationships I have when I feel burned out, you know? Well, I think that's a perfect segue, Keisha, into talking about what does it look like to have boundaries and what does it look like not to have them? Because I think when we don't and we don't have boundaries, right? Like we all know inner in our hearts, right? What we are okay with and what we're not okay with. Right. Right. And when we don't express it and we're just doing then that can, you know, cross the line into people pleasing. And then that builds up resentment because even something as little as saying, right, you know, um, let's say that I'm the introverted friend and, you know, I just don't feel comfortable going in this setting, but then I do it anyway, because again, it's not your fault. You didn't know. I didn't open up. I didn't say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with that. 
then that can leave room for misinterpretation, right? And then yes. I, when you do things that you are not okay with doing, all you're doing is hurting yourself in the process. And I have learned this the hard way throughout all the years of my life. As I, I look back and I think back of how my life was and I'm like, no wonder I felt that way because I would, I didn't feel like I, I it was okay for me to say that I wasn't okay with doing something even though I didn't feel like doing it, it's like, I would push myself to do things that others did. It's like, I was going against the current of who I am, you know, as a person. Ooh, that's and so I think that that's the point of what we want to bring with this is that having the boundaries are going to help you feel, I feel personally, in case you can tell me what you think it just, you feel happier. You feel more confident. Yes. I, I know. I feel a lot more confident of like, and you don't, to me, it's like, I, I, the more I would learn to set boundaries, the more I start learning about others and being able to respect others boundaries too. Right. Because then I'm like, well, you know, I know I have mine. So I understand where this person is coming from when it comes to when they're telling me their boundaries. Right. So 100%. I love that. And I agree 100%. I think that, um, you know, boundaries define us and, and that's what, you know, for what, what does boundary look like? Like you mentioned is, you know, where do I begin? Where do you end? And then it's like an invisible property line, right? So like, this is what I'm responsible for. And this is what I'm not responsible for. Um, and in our, the second part, we will talk about how does that look like in work with our family, with our friends. Um, but the, for the purpose of um, this episode, I would say that, you know, when you, when I notice that someone doesn't have a boundary, I notice that usually they have a lower self-esteem, they're very turbulent in their relationships um, and they are just not being their most authentic self, um, which then spills over into, like you said, people pleasing and conflicts. I think that when you know what your boundaries are and then someone reacts because of your boundaries and you're not bothered by it, then you realize, well, I'm not responsible for how they react to my boundaries, but these are my boundaries. And so I think that's really important. And I think that, you know, I think that boundaries come, it can come early, you know, it's like our kids' age, we have young kids and, and, you know, and Michelle, you have, you know, teenage children and stuff like that. And we were talking about it as we were preparing for this, you know, um, like my daughters have their own boundaries. And, and for me, because I, I grew up in a household, which, saying no was like a foreign word like no I'm your parent you you <laughs> you do what I say um and so when my daughter started saying no to me at first I was excuse me ma'am so like what <laughs> um no uh, I am the queen of this castle and then I realized like oh okay you know they see mommy they see daddy they see our boundaries and they're establishing their own boundaries and my daughters are seven and nine and you know, and it's hard as a parent because you're like, well, where does saying no then become disrespectful? And now there's things that have to be done, right? Like you have to brush your teeth. Like you're not going to tell me no, you're not going to brush. No, no, ma'am, you're going to brush your teeth. Um, but if they don't want to eat certain food, you know, give them options so that they feel that they have an option. They do have an option, right? Um, and if they don't want to, then, you know, let them know the consequences of not eating it. Okay, well, like yesterday we had dinner, um, we ate at one of our favorite um, Mexican restaurants and my daughters, the, the food came um, and the fried were soggy and the chicken wasn't how they wanted it. 
So they didn't want to eat it all. And so we're like, okay, we're not going to force you to eat it, right? Because I remember being forced and that's horrible. Literally, it traumatized me, y'all. Don't do that to your kids, please. Um, and then, um, you know, but me and my husband said, okay, so you don't want to eat it. That's perfectly fine. But this is your last dinner. Like we're not, you're not eating anything else. You said that this is what you wanted. You had other options. You chose this food. You didn't want to eat it. So know that you're not going to be able to eat until tomorrow. And no, you guys, that is not abuse. We let them know. We gave them, this is a consequence. And believe me, she ate enough to be able to go to sleep, not starving. So she was fine. But you better believe she woke up early and she ate all her breakfast. <laughs> so, no, um, but you, you know, it's funny that you say that because you'll see them that they're like, oh no, I'm full. And then when you say something like that, they end up going back and they'll eat from it. Cause yep. I, it, it, and it, again, I'm glad that you're bringing this example up because of the kids. It's like boundaries is something that you have to talk about. And I feel like it's, you have to teach at a very young age and we're doing it anyway, without noticing it without specifically putting the word boundary, right? When we're telling them, you know, bedtime is at this time is letting them know you can't go to sleep past this time because you have to wake up early in the morning. Like there's so many, you're using it all around you, you know, at, at, at some point, right. In your life, but it's good to have these conversations because I think that when you don't address it, like of what this is, especially specifically setting boundaries around yourself and what you are okay with your as a person is where like, we're okay with those other boundaries. Like, like, for example, with work, you have to be in at eight 30. So, you know, you have to be in at work and clock in or, or, or however it is that you notify your manager that you're in at work that day. And so, you know, that going in, but why is it that it's so easy to follow those type of boundaries, but not the ones for yourself of like, for example, like I said, what your things that you're comfortable with, you know, maybe you're not okay with, like I said before of like, um, I don't know, being uh, in, in, in a, in a, I don't know how to explain it. You, you want to elaborate because I'm, I'm, my mind just like went blank. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I would say like for, for when it comes to boundaries, I think that it's important to understand that it is, it is difficult to set them. Um, mm-hmm. oftentimes because one, you weren't taught about them or they were crossed so often that you don't even know, like you think, okay, maybe I'm the one with the problem because people are not respecting them. And I think that that's when you have to have those tough conversations. And I think that as a people, we don't not, most people do not like conflict. Like they do not do well. I am an Enneagram eight. Um, so I don't mind conflict. And the reason I say that, I don't want you guys to think, oh, she's a troublemaker. No, 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 no. I believe that when you do not communicate your feelings and you do not communicate your thoughts and you do not communicate if you've been disrespected, if you've been offended, if you've been triggered or whatever, I'm not a mind reader. And so I'd rather you confront me about the situation and be real and be honest and be transparent than for you to say that everything's okay and then resent me and then ghost me and then talk about me. So like that is for me, that is part of who I am. And so the reality is you guys, like I always joke about this, but literally you wake up and you are having a conflict within yourself because you're deciding, okay, do I want to wake up right now? Or do I want to stay in bed 15 more minutes? What would that look like if I stay in bed for 15 more minutes? That means I'm going to be rushing to work or, you know what, do I want to eat cereal or do I want to eat something healthier like eggs and, you know, and, and fruit, everything in life is conflict. I, I think that just because the word itself is intimidating, we think, oh, conflict is so bad. No conflict is actually 
supposed to build bridges, not burn bridges. If you do it well, and with if you do it in love, like my pastor, um, Pastor Jenny said for my church, you know, she she says like when you have boundaries, you're respecting yourself and you're respecting the other person. And as long as you set those boundaries and you communicate when there's conflict, and you start with your heart, then usually the the receiver will receive it well. Now, if you start in, in a place of defense, in a place of accusing then that's where the problem, you know, begins, which I guess leads to, you know, what not having boundaries look like. And so delivery is key, like deliver the, the, the way you deliver it. And then you have to think about it as a way that you're advocating for yourself and for the other person to understand, because there's like the most frustrating thing is having to assume because you don't know, you know, and I think back and I'm like, I used to be that person. I'm sure that when like, oh, I don't know if she may just go with it. Like, or people would just assume like, oh, you're the type of person that you just go with it because you haven't really addressed what you're okay with and what you're not okay with, you know? So setting right. boundaries is something good. It's something good because you're not only, it's, it's, you're feeling better about it, but then it's also helping the other person too, to get to know you better and know. Exactly. And know exactly. What, mm-hmm. And I would say that, um, you know, something that what boundaries does not look like um like I said is you know setting walls um (laughs) and not letting anyone in isolating yourself um to teach a person a lesson I'm not gonna talk to you because you offended me well (laughs) I didn't know I offended you so now you're ghosting now you're being toxic (laughs) and you're not communicating that is not setting a boundary that is being toxic (laughs) and you know um a lot of people feel like if they say no to, to you, right, or they say no, that they're going to endanger the relationship with the person, right? Um, so what happens is, like you mentioned, um, Michelle, you said they, passiv- they passively comply, but then they're like resentful. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, but they really don't want to. And then they resent you for it. And then all of a sudden, you no longer have a friendship. You no longer are married. Like your, your marriage is in, in, in ruins. You know, you're leaving a church. You're, you know, not, you know, you're wanting to quit or whatever. And it's because you said yes when you really wanted to say no. Mm-hmm. So now you have an internal turmoil within yourself because you did not say no. And no Maybe is I- a full sentence. <laughs> Yeah, because I think back at the times that I was like that, that I just couldn't. And it's hard, you know, because I I definitely don't want to make it seem like, oh, you know, I've gone through a lot to get to where I'm at now to say no and be okay with it before I would say no. And I would it was just not healthy of the the fear of, oh, my gosh, now they're going to hate me or or feeling guilty. I'm like, well, maybe I can even though I know that I don't want to, and I just can't, cause I know what you only, and he says that in the book, only, you know, your heart and only, you know, what your limits are. You are, you know, yourself better than anybody else. Right. So, you know, what you're okay with, what you're not okay with. So when you are saying that, no, in the beginning, it's very, very difficult. And even for me now that I know better it's I still struggle with the feeling of guilt because, you know, it, it when you when you grow up thinking that 
you have to keep the peace always like that. It's a good thing to be the peacekeeper, but it's, it's not a good thing when you're basically just, you know, shutting down how you feel and how you, what you're willing to do to just to keep the peace for everybody else. That's not what keeping the peace means at all. Right. I've learned, again, I've learned that the hard way too. So, right. And there's a difference. There's a difference between for me. um, And again, I think my nature, you know, is very like challenger type. So for me, I don't believe in peacekeeping. I believe in peacemaking. And so there's a difference. So when you're trying to keep the peace, you often give up your voice or you do not express yourself when you're peacemaking you are finding a a balance between the two points you're finding a a middle ground and so that's what peacemaking is where both parties benefit peacekeeping oftentimes is somebody surrendering and then someone having all the power and so um you know that is for me, something that I did also have to learn because I was a people pleaser and it caused me to just be fake. I'm going to be honest. I was fake. I was super fake. Like I would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. And then I'll go home and be like, oh, that was horrible. Why did I say yes to this? Or like, I would say I want to go somewhere or whatever, because the group was going. And then I was, I wasn't able to meet my deadlines for school. So then I was angry and I was frustrated with my family because, oh man, I wanted to please people. I wanted to hang out but I had a task to do. So it's also finding limits within yourselves, y'all. Like it is so important for you to set your own internal limits. Like, listen, I want to go out. I would love to go out with you guys, but guess what? I have a paper. I need to write. Oh, I would love to go to church today, but you know what? My house is in an array and you know, my first ministry is my family and my home. And if I cannot have my house clean, then I cannot start my week. Mind you again, for my Christian folks who are listening, like your time with God it, it's, you know, it should set you up for the day. But if you miss one Sunday, I promise you, you are not going to go to hell. And if someone told you that again, that is a control issue and that is not okay. And anyways, I digress. So, um, you know, we have to set our own internal limits and then we need to learn self-control. I think that when we have a hard time with boundaries is because we are lacking our self-control. Um, and we do not know, you know, like we don't have an internal structure, you know, of what, like, what is my identity? What is my responsibility? And what is not my responsibility? Um, and so that's also important. Which goes back to our main message always is the importance of getting to know yourself, right? Because once you get to know yourself, what type of person you are, what your personality is like, you know, what your triggers are, what your strengths are, all of that, plays key into once you know all these things about yourself, then you start learning of what I'm not okay with. Therefore, then helps you start building those boundaries and being okay with them, right? Because now you've you gotten to know yourself. And, you know, I, and not to say that, because I always, when I talk about boundaries too, it's kind of like what you were talking about, Keisha, about the walls, is not to say that there's no compromise, because sometimes there's going to be times where you want to compromise, there's going to be a compromise, especially when you're with your spouse, right? When you're setting boundaries with your spouse, there may be something that you're not okay with, but they're okay with. And you knew that going in, right? When you got married. So now like who wins? Like not who wins, sorry, but who, like who, 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 how can you, is, I, I don't feel like you should pick a side. It should just be something of like where you both can talk about, well, this is my boundary. This is your boundary. Let's respect each other. 
How can we come up together with a solution for this type of thing? And it goes the same thing with like friendship relationships too, when you're setting boundaries too. But I think ultimately, like, well, I, I mean, I, I know that me and Keisha want to focus on this episode is of setting boundaries for yourself, for you in your heart of what you know is going to make you not feel okay. And at the end of the day, like we all want to be happy. We, we want to be, you know, you know, feeling joy and, and at peace within ourselves. We don't want, there's enough stress in the world happening right now to not take care of that. And I think I was good at setting boundaries before COVID hit, but I think after COVID, it really like pushed me of like, this is too much. And I know that what I can handle and I need to start working on this, especially when I started realizing like, what is the root of my stress? And when I started looking into it, I was like, oh, okay. So boundaries are, are a big thing of what's happening here because when you don't have them, then what's happening is, again, you're holding on to resentment. You're stressing things that increases anxiety because you're worrying, right? You're worrying because you're doing things that you know you don't want to, or right. you, or not only that you don't want to, that you can't, because there's sometimes some, there's going to be things that you just can't do. And that's okay with it. It doesn't make you less of a person because you can't do something at the moment. You know, it, it, nobody's perfect, but I think after COVID for me, Keisha, like it really, like it pushed me of like, I need to learn more about this. And, you know, me and you have always had conversations about this throughout this year of like, you have to take care of yourself. Like only you have to take care of yourself. And I know you've said this a lot, Keisha. I've said it a lot of, you know, you want to keep that full, that cup full, because if you don't take care of yourself and you don't do these things, ultimately, you know, who's going to pay the price for it is going to be yourself. Right. You know, and, and we have to learn how to take care of ourselves. And I think this is a good starting point of when you're taking care of yourself and what now having boundaries doesn't mean that it looks like, oh, this person has it together or whatnot, you know? So tell me what, what would you say would be an example case of like what it looks like to actually have boundaries? Okay. So for me, an example, it would be, you know, okay. I know I work from eight to five. I know that I committed myself to be somewhere at seven. So I know that I only have a certain amount of time to get to where I need to be. Right. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say yes to maybe having a conversation in between that time or in stopping by to get something for my husband, because I know that realistically, right based on my limits and the time it takes to travel and et cetera, that I will not make my next commitment. So for me, having a boundary is being able to say, I'm sorry, honey, but I'm not going to be able to stop at the store because I have this other commitment at seven. And if I do that, if I try to please you, I will now not make my commitment. For me, that's like an easy example of a boundary because I know, especially as Hispanics, I feel like we're always running late. And I think it's because we're always trying to do a lot more than time constraints allows. And we don't mm-hmm. take into consideration. What about if there's an accident? What about if there's traffic? What about, you know, we're trying to be like literally like white on rice. Like we're trying to be everywhere and we can't. You are not God. You are not omnipresent. <laughs> Honey, <laughs> you can't be everywhere. <laughs> and this is something I struggle with. And, you know, Ada, I think like yeah. me and you, we our boundaries are similar in some ways when it comes to certain things, but then very different when it comes to others. And, mm-hmm. and for me, my struggle has always been that I do want to be like white or rice. I do like, if I'm inviting to three different things in one day, I want to go through all three of them. But now my boundaries look like, you know what I am. Thank you so much for the invitation. And 
I'm sorry that I wasn't, um, I'm not going to be able to make it. So I'm sorry. No, I cannot make it because I already made a commitment with someone else a month ago or two weeks ago for the same day. So that is example though. Yeah. Yeah. It's a perfect example because then you, you're feeling good, right? You're feeling good because now you, there's something about being honest that just makes you feel like, like you can breathe, like, Okay, right. I feel good right now. And then the other person is appreciative because you are letting them know. They're not assuming, you know, you're letting them know why you can't do this. And another other person, they may not like it, right? Because, I mean, you know, <laughs> they may not like it. But it, 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 for me, like, I respect that about people because you're letting me know. And that, and that way I'm not in, in, in over here and on a, trying to figure out, like, what did I do wrong? Because then then your mind starts spiraling in these uh, this to the what the worst case scenario right but by letting them know they may not like it but at least they have they know they know what's going on and i think both place, parties win and you're not always going to be like and that's another thing too about boundaries like and i jumping into the, the next the, the next episode i mean the part 2 is that setting them you know some people may not like it some people yep. may not like it and they're not they may they're not gonna like it some people may just hate it right but at the end of the day like you have to take care of yourself and advocate for yourself because at the end of the day like i always say this like you are t- you ha- you're responsible for you and your actions right and you may be doing all these things and not setting boundaries for yourself or or maybe setting some boundaries but with certain people you and that's another thing too like maybe with work for me my boundary setting with work and my home my personal life is totally different right? Because that's, that it depends on the, and we'll talk about that again, because it depends too on the, on the, on, on the environment. But, you know, ultimately like nobody is going to take care of you the way that you can take care of yourself. Because again, you know yourself better than anyone else. You know what your thoughts are, you know, what your feelings are, you know, what your heart is at and what better than for yourself to be the one to be saying, okay, I know, I know how, where this is going to, where I'm going to end up, especially me. Like I know when I say, when I don't say no to something, I know for a fact that I will be then feeling like later on, like, man, like resentful or even like, just of like, I, like, how do you call it? Like, not, not, not only resentful, but I'm just like thinking of all the scenarios. Like I could have done this and I didn't. And it just spirals into just nasty feelings. Like you don't want to feel that way. You, again, there's enough in the world happening to make us feel like poop then, you know, things that you can control. And this is something I feel like you can control when you, set boundaries for yourself. So 100%. now that we talked about what they look like and what they don't, what, what it looks like not to have them. Do you want to talk about the myths, Keisha, that we found that we thought these were super cool to like bring yes. up here on the so podcast? So I think this is, and we're going to end it with these because I think it's just... <laughs> so There's so much. <laughs> so good. They're so good. Um, okay. So um, one of the first ones, um, one of the myths, and this one, y'all, hit me hard. So myth one is, if I set boundaries, I'm being selfish. Mm. So one of the things, so, um, you know, part of my testimony is that I was told I couldn't have children. And so when I found out I was pregnant, I remember telling my now spouse that I'm like, I can't have children. I'm too selfish to have children. And one, I should have never said that. But two, I was in shock because <laughs> I was told I couldn't have. So I had set my values, my thoughts, my goals, my dreams, my desire as someone without children. And now you're telling me I'm going to have to take care of a whole human being. 
like what? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, you know, obviously I had a big life change. So I had to reestablish boundaries and set boundaries. And so I think I set that out of fear and anxiety, um, you know, which could later be used against me as like, oh, you see, you said you were selfish. I'm like, no, again, like, remember, I just found out I was pregnant when I was told I couldn't have children. And two, I, for a long time, my thought patterns were, I am not going to have children. Therefore, what am I going to do since my, one of my desires is not going to be able to happen in order to be able to still feel fulfilled. So I was going to be a missionary and I was going to be a lawyer and live in the city and travel and blah, blah, blah. Mind you guys, I say all that. You can still all do all that. I, I, the only thing I'm not doing is lawyer. And again, that had more to do with my values and my morals than um, my children. But um, it was just resetting those boundaries. So no, it does not make you selfish, y'all. It really does not. It just reminds us of what, um, what is us and what is not us. Like, I always get frustrated. And I've told you this, uh, Michelle, all the time. I'm like, ah, Lord, why? why um when I'm people find out I have kids so then all they want to talk about is their kids and like now now we're talking about momentums and mind you I love my kids I love my daughters but I'm not just a mom <laughs> so I have a hard time <laughs> with other moms that don't understand that <laughs> like I'm like got you love it love it love it can we but can we talk about your dreams though can we talk about your desires can we talk and maybe for some that is their desire and you know, like I know someone who told me, he's like, Keisha, honestly, all I want to be is a mom. All I want to be is a stay at home mom. I'm like, good for you. That's amazing. That is your dream, your desire. Amen. Hallelujah. God made it happen for you, you know? Like, but that's not mine. That's part of mine. That's part of what makes me me, right? I always see my life, right? There's me. I'm in the center of my flower. And then each petal represents something. I am a mother, but I'm also a wife. I'm also a dreamer. I'm also a leader. I'm also, you know what I mean? Like, I want to be a boss. You know what I mean? Like, that's just one pedal of what makes me me. And so, no, you guys, you're not selfish by having boundaries. Do you want to expand on that? Like, how do you feel about that? If I set boundaries, I'm being selfish, man. I think for me, that was one of the big issues that I had with setting boundaries in the beginning. Because I thought, again, my mentality was keep the peace, right? Um, keep the peace. Even if that means that I don't like it, I have to do it. So, doing the contrary to me was like, oh, I'm being selfish. And I'm telling you, I struggled a lot. Like the more you practice it, the better is that that selfishness feeling goes away, right? Because you start realizing like, no, I'm not being selfish. It's just that I know what I can and can't tolerate. And again, you're trying to decrease all the stress and drama and all the issues are going to come with it when you don't, when you do something that you know your limit, right? So but yeah, that for me, definitely, that was one of the biggest issues. I'm like, wait, so you mean to tell me that if I, that I can say no, but that's, but I'm being selfish and saying no, because let's say that I do have the time to do it. Right. But I just can't because maybe something may be going on. Then I'm over here feeling bad about it. Like you can't, you have to, it's not being selfish to take care of yourself and take care of it. And again, only you can take care of yourself because only, you know, what you can and can't do. Exactly. So that moves on to the second one, which is boundaries are a sign of disobedience. Now that is gonna, I, I can see how that looks like, like it's a disobedience, especially if somebody's telling you, like, for example, at work, I think it would be a good 
place a good place for this woman because like oh like you're being disobedient because they told you to do something right? right and you have to do it but what if they told you to do something and you already have like five other tasks that you got to get done and they added one last minute what are you going to do at that point exactly. are you just going to add it and then be upset and stressed out because it's just too much or are you going to say no and again that is saying no you there's a de- way to deliver it <laughs> i always say the delivery is key right but it, no it is not a sign of disobedience if you say like you know i have all these other tasks like that's not a task that i can take on right now exactly and you know what that's why they asked that in in the interviews you <laughs> A sign that maybe, maybe this isn't the place for me. If this is a boundary for you that you don't do well when like something last minute gets added to your plate. When they ask the question, um, how, how, how do you react when, you know, you, you have set your day and then your boss comes through the door and say, Hey, I need you to stop what you're doing. And I need you to get this done. Like something that was not in your, in your task for the day. How do you handle that? If, you get asked that question is because usually that is the culture of the environment that you're going into. And if you're someone who's not okay with that, then maybe that's not the job for you. Or maybe at that point you can ask a follow-up question to their question. Cause yes, you can definitely ask questions of your potential employer and say, so my question regarding that would be, would you be okay if another task is not completed in order to make this task that you are now putting in my plate last minute to get done? Mm-hmm. And depending on how they respond, because I'm only one person. So again, that is not a sign of disobedience. That is like, do you have realistic expectations of my role? Or are you trying to have me do a role that requires more than one person to do it? You know? Mm-hmm. So, um, and something that, um, the book states that I was like, wow. So a lot of people think that, you know, it's, it signals rebellion or disobedience, right. Or being, um, or not being subordinate to like the those in in superior roles, right? Um, but the reality is that sometimes we get trapped in endless activities of um, no actual like value because we are just feeling that oh I have to do this because I'm not I'm not being a good person or I'm not being a good friend or I'm not being a good employer, but. The truth is actually life-changing. And it says a lack of boundary is often a sign of disobedience. So actually the opposite is true. Mm -hmm. Like not having boundaries is actually a sign of disobedience. It says people who have shaky limits are often compliant on the outside, but rebellious and resentful on the inside. Yo, that's a word Mm -hmm. right there. They would like to be able to say no, but are afraid. So they cover their fear with a half-hearted yes. Wow. Let's just take a moment. To, I'm going to repeat that because it's okay. They like to be able to say no, but are afraid. So they cover their fear with a heart, half-hearted yes. So good. Wow. How many times have we done that? Oof. I, I know. Lose, I will lose count of how many times. I've done it. I feel like it, it's something. And I think that the first step is always to get to know about something. Like, for example, if none of you have maybe heard this topic before, or maybe you've never talked about it like this or given them that much thought, it that's the first step is to think about it. And then 
you know, and, and we all, we're all growing, we're all evolving and, and, and we always have areas of what we got to work on. And man, let me tell you, this is one for me that I think that I've gone better, I've gone better than where I was, but it's definitely, it's definitely a struggle. And it's always, it's, it depends on the setting. Cause you know, like, I think you said something like this in the um, beginning of the podcast, Keisha, that you said about feeling that trust, like of where, cause setting boundaries also comes with trust, right? Yes. Where you feel that you can, that it's a safe place or a safe environment for you to speak up. Cause in a way, when you're talking about boundaries, like you're speaking up for yourself, you're advocating for yourself and it has to be an environment where you feel safe to, to say something. Right. So right. that's why I think the, the one place that it's super important to that set that is at home, because it should feel a safe place to speak up how you feel in your home, which is why I, you know, in Keisha and you two are like this with teaching it to the kids, teaching it to the kids, um, early on about, because, you know, it's just going to make them a stronger person in, in, in the long run. It's going to help them even going through things that kids, like I have two teenagers right now, and I know it's hard for them to not go with the flow and just go with what everybody's doing. But I think it's important because when you're learning that at home and you, then you're, it's going to help you put it into place when in those harder situations where you may not feel safe, but you have to say something, right? You have to say exactly. something. 100%. And at work. <laughs> And something that is important to know, um, and I love that like, the half-hearted part of it is as like, you know, we must say yes out of the heart of love. Like if we are seeing, if our, if our motives is fear, then it's not out of love, right? Because mm-hmm. love casts out all fear. And so, you know, um, and yes, y'all, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing, I'm not, I'm not sorry, actually. Um, I'm bringing it to the Bible in 2 Corinthians 9, 7, that it says, each of you must give as you have made up your mind, not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheer- cheerful giver. I will tell you something. I'd rather you tell me no, than you come to something or do something and not have the right mindset or the right heart mm-hmm. for it or have a bad attitude. Listen, I'm in a point that if my husband or my kids do not want to go with me to the store, to wherever, I am not going to force them. Because I don't want them, I don't want them to do anything out of feeling like they have to. I want you to do it because you want to, mm-hmm. you know, um, because it's a worse feeling. Have you ever, and I'm sure, you know, Ina Michelle, you know, like when like your kids don't want to go to someone's house. And so then you still like, no, we're going. And then you go and then they have a bad attitude. They're being disrespectful. They're being rude. Like, absolutely not. Like, I'd rather... Listen, stay home, stay home. I'll go by myself. It's fine. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Because you don't want, I mean, you can tell too, when someone doesn't want to do something, it just, then the other person just feels awful. I hate that. I'm like, Oh, just tell me, just tell me you don't want to do something. And then I'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. After I may get a little annoyed in the beginning, but it's going to be fine because it's better that I know then, then just it causes a whole nother issue later on. But Exactly. Anyway, the, the, the next myth, um, is that we've kind of already talked about it is if I begin setting boundaries, I will, I will be, I will be hurt by others. So if I begin setting boundaries, I will be hurt by others. Or if I set boundaries, I will hurt others. So it goes both ways. Right. Right. Yeah. That's myth three and myth number four. And I will say, um, for myth three, 
I will be heard by others. Um, so what happens is that when we, you know, when we set boundaries, a lot of times, like what happens is, especially, like I said, when somebody doesn't know what boundaries are, or they're not used to seeing that side of you, what will happen is that they may ghost you, they may shut down, they're like, yeah, no, I don't like this, you know. Um, and so what happens is that you are now not being your authentic self and you're holding on to resentment you're living in fear because you don't want to lose a relationship but the reality is that you don't want to be in a relationship you don't want to be in a friendship you don't want to be in a job where they do not respect your boundaries like that is not healthy that is not a healthy situation and you know um the reality is like Ada said like some people will get angry at your boundaries and they may withdraw from you absolutely but you know what? We do not have the power to control others. <laughs> and we also do not have the power or right to control how others respond to our no. And that is okay. And some people will hate it. And that is okay. And for me, honestly, when I have learned to set boundaries um, with people and I have lost some of them, I realized that God opened the door for me for other people that did. And then what I did is like, you know what? These are lessons I learned. Maybe I should have just set those boundaries earlier on, right? Mm-hmm. And because I wanted to be a people pleaser, I didn't because I wanted just to be liked versus now I let you know from the get-go. And then you have the choice whether you want to stay with me or not. That's something, and you know, Ada, like in my relationship with yeah. my husband, I let him know my boundaries really early on. I let him know what I was okay with and what I wasn't. And you better believe sometimes he was angry by my response, but you know what? I was still at peace because I know what I set my expectations and you can't meet them. That's perfectly fine, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sacrifice, you know, my needs, you know, what I need to be healthy for you to be good. Like, I'm not going to set myself on fire for you, you know, to, to be cool and, 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 and living your best life. Absolutely not. (laughs) Something you just said right there is so important of, setting boundaries and beginning especially for some of you who may be you know in a relationship or maybe a new friendship or whatnot like those things should be discussed up front yes because I notice that when people feel hurt by my boundaries or like like in the past like maybe I said something that hurt someone it's when because maybe I've just just done whatever they wanted that whole time and then now all of a sudden I'm saying no, you know? So it's like, wait, but like, then it causes conflict. But then it, it seems like I'm just doing it to be disobedient. And it's not, and it's not, it's just, and again, there's no perfect relationship, but if there's something that you want to do early on, especially with a you know boyfriend, girlfriend, or marriage is talking about boundaries early on. And not only you setting yours, but also hearing what theirs are. It's going to be super important. Um, things may change throughout the years because, you know, being married, as long as we have Keisha, like you, we can see how, you know, as, as we age, like things change and sometimes things that we would have maybe not done, you know, it's okay. That's, we're not talking, I don't mean it specifically with that because sometimes things are going to change, but talking about those like core values, boundaries are going to be super key, super key in the, like early, the earlier, the better that you can say those things. Um, this was such a good conversation, honestly, like I think this was needed. I, I really hope that you guys get wrote notes, you know, um, listen to it again. If you, you feel like you missed something that like we went through quick. Um, I know this was longer than our other episodes, but I think it was so important. And, and 
I really hope that it helps you set your own boundaries, write them down, you guys, you know, um, and know in my household, we have rules of engagement in our house, you right? Like we choose kindness, we um, choose joy, we say please and thank you. Those are little things. And mm. when they forget, right, and I'm sure Ada, you do too, you know, you have those you know, those rules and those boundaries in your home, then we can keep each other accountable. It's like, hey, is that what we do in this house? Is that how we treat our siblings? Look at the rules, you know? Exactly. So it's a really good conversation. I loved it. And we're going to continue it on. And we're going to not not only show you what, what it looks like and what it doesn't look like, we're going to talk about how to set them. Because that's yes, going to be sure. definitely for important. Sure. So be on the lookout for part two of Know Your Passion boundary edition and um thank you so much you guys for just listening to us today talk about boundaries i really hope that you enjoyed the conversation and ada you want to um remind them of what to do yeah so please make sure to subscribe comment and share and follow us on instagram at know your passion passion podcast oh my goodness i just messed that up know your passion podcast please feel free to comment us. We're going to be posting questions there this week. We want to hear from you. We want to hear how you're feeling about boundaries and, and we just want to get your feedback. So that way we continue bringing you information that you guys want to hear. So we are looking forward to, for you guys to hear part two of this boundary series. We're going to be talking about boundaries and conflict when people don't accept boundaries, such as family, friends, spouse, children, work, and how to develop healthy boundaries. So we hope that you will tune in next week for part two. And remember, when you love what you do, you will never work a day in your life. Thanks for listening, everyone. We can't (laughs) wait to hear from you guys. Bye.